Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at him! It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. November 11th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on Radio 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Today officially marks I'm 30 years old in eight months. We did it, folks. Wow. We did it. Wow. Well, wait. no, wait. Five months. Five I'm 31 months. years old five in months. five months, too. No, you eight know. months. Eight months. We're back. We're right. Eight. 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 You're, you'd eight, be 31. Eight, eight. Jake, you're already 30. 30 but. in eight months. Oh. Congrats. That's, that's what I said. I did it. I did it. More, wow. importantly, more importantly, Veterans Day. Thank you. A sincere KRC welcome. Uh, thank you and welcome to the show. To and all roll call. And roll call and everything. To all the veterans out there, I, I, my family, not a military family really by any means, but have uh, several, several people that served, unfortunately not as many still with us today, uh, but a special shout out to my stepfather, Doug, thank you for your service, happy Veterans Day, and uh, we love you and we love everybody that serves to help protect us and keep us safe here at home so we can do goofy radio shows in the morning and uh, have just uh, ha- have good days. So thank you a lot to the veterans out there. I personally wanted to shout one out. If you all have any you'd like to shout out, fire away. Yeah. On the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's a great way to give a shout out. Big shout out to a uh, listener of ours, Matthew Bradford. He's a, he's a roll caller and uh, somebody who's uh, given a lot for our country. So big thank you to him and all the veterans out there. Happy Veterans Day, folks. Happy yes. Veterans Especially Day. Especially to Big Cats fan Matthew Bradford. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for everything that you've that you've sacrificed for, for us. Justin, anybody you'd like to, to call out? If not, just a general Happy Veterans Day does the trick. Yeah, Happy Veterans Day. I don't really – I'm kind of like you, TJ. Not, not a whole lot of military in my family. Um, so, yeah, Happy Veterans I, Day to everyone. Had an uncle that served that no longer with us, unfortunately. Grandpa served in World War II. No, he passed away when I was only about eight. Uh, or seven so uh, obviously no longer with us but my my stepdad served in vietnam and uh doesn't really talk too much about it but some of the stories he has told it's just we live in a different world roush we really do uh we're we're, we're very lucky and we're very fortunate to have the upbringing and, and the childhood and the early adult years that that we've had and very thankful for that. So we're going to talk a lot of sports today. Text line a little quieter than it was yesterday. Obviously not a huge surprise there given uh, Kentucky and Duke play Tuesday night. So if you want to get in on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Today's a good day to do that. We can probably spend a little bit more time with it. Roush, we will continue to talk basketball, no doubt about that. But we need to kind of get like a refresher on football. I haven't really been keeping up with what the coaches and the players have been saying this mm-hmm. week, where yeah. things stand heading into that Vanderbilt game. I, I Obviously, I don't think you're going to get a bunch of hoopla for this UK game this weekend. One, UK is on a three-game losing streak. Two, you're playing Vanderbilt. So most are just assuming it's going to be a rocking and rolling win. We're going to get you more tuned in with the football side of things today because I think a lot of people this week have, have been basketball-centric, and understandably so. And bigger news? I'll be at Rupp Arena. Tomorrow. I'll be at Rupp Arena tomorrow night. 
Oh, gonna go watch the Wildcats versus old Bobby Moe. Old Bobby Moe, I'll be there for it. Very, very excited. This is gonna be the the wife and I's first night, first oh. night on the town. Oh man, so that means you all gotta do uh the dinner beforehand too and and really uh you know kick back and enjoy the night. I even got like the we even got like the green light to leave around four. So yeah, we're gonna get downtown early, get some dinner. Mm, maybe have a drink or two. Not, not, not at the re- uh, Rupp Arena, Mitch. It, it will not be drinks at Rupp. It'll be somewhere else. Don't. I know he was worried there when he heard drinks, but he did. He did. He, proximity he, to the floor. That 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 tight that top button tightened up a little bit. There's no doubt about that for sure. But don't worry, Mitch. Not inside the arena. We're not maniacs. We're not going to ruin or, the family or, fun or the suites. All right, okay. Or the unfamily friendly suites. Yeah, if we happen to get into the suite area, all bets are off, Mitch. Then we are clean, cultured adults that can handle this booze. But very excited. I didn't get to go to Rupp last year during the pandemic. I don't think. Um, it yeah. wasn't fun. Like I, I, I went to one game and it it was just the weirdest, most miserable atmosphere ever. And of course, it was a buzzer beating loss to Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> you didn't you didn't miss much. Uh, it it was very odd. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun just to get people back because I I know there was some light crowds for the exhibition, but it's the home opener. Uh, Kentucky didn't defeat Duke on Tuesday night, but this is still going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody. Uh, yesterday tj and it was like man oscar had 17 points and 19 rebounds and he could have played better like that's yeah that's yeah he, he's he's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, i'm sure this will give us an opportunity to see some more of the guys that the freshmen will probably get a little bit more run so it's gonna be a fun night tj i'm excited for uh for the old walkers thank you we're we're very we're very excited initially like threw it to the the wife instant no like it, <laughs> <laughs> non-starter no and i'm it probably won't surprise anybody but like if i get excited about something roush and like you know i've been thinking about it in my brain for a little while i think anybody probably like this to some degree and then it just instantly gets shut down like my feelings get hurt and i can act immature and whatnot but like yeah. i knew that she wasn't gonna go for it at all so i was like i kind of got a w- weird because she brought up she was like why don't we go get dinner on friday night and let one of the parents watch the baby for the first time like why don't we go out and let somebody mm-hmm. watch the baby i was like oh, okay i'm surprised hearing this from you but i can get on board with this uh what wh- what are you thinking and she mentioned a few restaurants and i was like all right that all sounds good uh, i did have to throw in the caveat that like kentucky does play at seven though so either we need to go somewhere that have the game on or we need to try to plan it around that because obviously i want to watch uk play Right. And or at least part of it. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. We'll we'll figure that out. And then about an hour or two later I came back and I was like, I kinda have this weird idea. Uh don't think you're gonna be on board with it, but hear me out. She's like, All right, let's hear it. I was like, We get dinner, but we do it in Lexington, and then we go to the UK game. No. No. <laughs> Oh man, this is the most relatable conversation ever. (laughs) And I knew it was such a long shot that, like, when I normally get my little feelings hurt or whatnot, I was just like, "Yeah, I figured. Uh, I figured you wouldn't be on board." But then we do have this other angle. I think we're we're getting. Luckily, we're getting some tickets provided for us. They should be pretty solid seats. We're going to get to see an old college friend as well that she hasn't gotten to see in a while. So, oh, uh, so well, sweet in the pot. Once she heard some of those, she and then I think she started to think about it like, wait, 
she's actually already talking about like how worried she is being away from the baby. But I think there's another part of her that's also like, wow, instead of just two hours away from the baby, maybe we turn this into five hours away from the baby. So she's kind of conflicted on it. But she came back and she said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. She brought up, she's like, I've only been to one UK basketball game with you at Rupp anyway, so we may as well make it make it more. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So we'll be there. I'm very pumped up. Man, I do love the... That self-doubt that creeps in before you <laughs> kind of ask for permission. Oh, yeah. And the thing that's funny is you learn that as a kid when you want to ask to like go stay the night at somebody's, you know, at your buddy's house. There was always it for me, it was always at fish fries. It was the most nerve-wracking because you'd run into your friend there and then you'd want to, you know, you don't want the party to end. Then you'd have to like find mom and dad, but you don't want to just run right up to him and ask. You kind of gotta like, you know, be nice and so kind of finesse you know, it. Exactly. Uh, same thing happens when asking your wife, you know, yes. all right, can yes. we do something? And uh, shout out to Hannah for, uh, I know, man, big shout that's, out to that's her. big, big, big and, time. And, and similar to what you're saying with like asking your parents or something as a kid. And then th- it is sad that we just equate that to now we're still big kids. And instead we have to ask our wives to, to do <laughs> to go play. It's the way you go. It's all about the way you go about it, Roush. Like if you come too aggressive or if you're a little too eager, or at the initial no, if you pout a little too much, then it's curtains. You need to kind of be like casual about it. You need to bring it up and be like, yeah, I personally would like to do it, but you know, not a huge deal one way or another. Put a little guilt in their corner. You know what I'm saying? Put a little, put a little, <laughs> make them have to feel like the bad guy by stomping on your dreams instead of being the reasonable one that's telling you that you're acting a little immature. So that that's the, I think that's the better approach to go about some of those questions. But Cats will look to get back uh, against Robert Morris. They should. Robert Morris played last night. They lost to Central Florida. Central Florida may be a No fringe. Taco Fall? No Taco, Taco Fall. Fall. They do have oh, Darius wow. Perry, though. Do you remember him? Dar- Wait, Darius Perry? From Louisville? Yeah, wasn't that his name? Perry? Oh, uh, yeah. Darius yeah. Perry from Louisville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's there. He had a big game against Bobby Moe. Oh, um, wow. That's a name. Man, that's a name from the past. I hadn't thought of that guy. Yeah, I bet you were time. like, that dude's still not playing college basketball. There's no way. He, I think he was on one of the Patino teams. Man, I'm not kidding. He may have been on like one of the last Patino teams. Pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah so, I also was should've... thinking Darius Garland for a second. I was like, wait, that guy's in the professional. <laughs> yeah, he, he went for all. He was with the Cavs. I don't know. Where he, the heck he is. He now. was a Patino recruit, but uh he Never. was on that team that uh David Paget coached in 1718. Gotcha. gotcha. Gosh. Okay. So Man, that's a long ago. that is a long time ago. But like you said, Roush, this should be a good game. Uh, see more big O dominating the interior. I, I think it's gonna be a game where you lost th- this is what I'm doing if I'm Cal. Well, let's jump into a little sports radio Kentucky roll call here on your Thursday morning. I'm letting the threes fly early. I'm letting them fly often. I'm letting them fly from deep. I'm letting anybody who wants them to to let them rip. I think this will be a good way to – fans are frustrated with the Duke loss. I actually thought overall as a fan base more level-headed takes than I was anticipating. Obviously, you had some doom and gloomers. They're always going to be there. But I think as a whole, pat yourself on the back, Big Blue Nation. It's been a really tough go as of late especially in the basketball world, and you handled that one pretty well, uh, yeah. pretty, about as well as I think you could. But I think just to kind of get goodwill, good spirits, hey, try to get more butts in the seats as the season goes on, Roush, just show an offense that's just going to wow folks, and I think you're going to see that on Friday night. Yeah, that would be uh, 
Oh, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and getting people involved. Uh, I think uh, for the most part, the the tempo and pace at which UK played was uh, encouraging, exciting. Uh, I, I like the way they pushed the ball up the court uh, off of a miss or a make. They were down there in a hurry. I think the next step in that is, okay, you got it down here fast. Now get some quick action, you know, like instead of just putting your head down and dribbling, maybe have a ball screen ready to go with Oscar and Wheeler. I mean, that two-man game was incredible for that little run there in the second half that cut the lead to four. I think they had uh, seven points. Oscar had seven straight points just working off that action. So either that or like maybe, you know, down screen to, to Grady or something, just to try to get something cheap off of that. I think that's the next phase I want to see in this offense is just, you know, let's try to get a few more cheap buckets uh, off that quick tempo uh, and really push it, really get down the court, and uh, maybe a few less of the fadeaway turnaround 12-footers in the post. Uh, same, same goes for those at the perimeter, too. No fading away on the perimeter, no catching and your body leaning far left as you throw the shot up. We, we, it, too many good shooters on UK's team, too many good facilitators. You can find, you can find a flat-footed open shooter that – will be set and ready to rock and roll. You don't need to do the lean in coming off the screen fall. Yeah. Whether three point line or 12 footers. I agree with you, Roush. And, and like, especially with the, I'm just dribbling around and I'm just going to pull up. Like you can just pass it to somebody and they can be set when they shoot it instead. You know, like that, that that's the part that would always kill me is it's like, all right, you could have pulled up. You could have just caught the pass and shot it. Instead, you dribbled seven times in place, and then now you're shooting. Like the, Those aren't very productive. So you know, playing with a little pace, I like it, but uh, you know, the, there's plenty of steps still to go for this. Uh, it's not young Kentucky basketball team. This is it. What, what's the right word for this team? In, it's not an experience because they're experienced, but they're not, in, they're not experienced together. They, they got to get to know one another. Yeah, they they gotta they gotta gel. They gotta cohesive. You've got a lot of ingredients, a lot of seasoned ingredients. You throw it all in the pot, as Kevin Malone would say. They gotta get to know one another in the pot. It's, it's like salsaritas that that just the most well marinated meats together. But you've got to stick it in the quesadilla and let it cook. You know, you got to make it nice and crispy around the edges. Um, and then you bring out the secret weapon, CJ Frederick, and dip it in the hot salsa. Who's the wildly addictive chips in this scenario? Oscar. Yeah, because he's he really keeps, you know, he just keeps, you just keep feeding him the chips and he keeps re- grabbing rebounds, you know? Brad Calipari, the spicy salsa on the sideline? Uh, he's more of a guacamole because he's not for everybody, you know. Wow, yeah, <laughs> like it's true. He's he's not for everybody. Um, but salsaritas is for everybody today. Remember, TJ, we're all going to salsaritas today. Nope, that's because- tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wait, today's not Friday. I thought mm, that's some bad news about what day of the week it is, buddy. Oh gosh, man, really? Gosh, we got talking about that game. Nah. Whew! Y'all just heard that in real time, folks. Hey, Wait, by the way, it's Survivor last night. What are you thinking? Of course, it's Thursday. I know, but we're the the, the child care thing got me thrown for a loop. We're usually not from home on Thursday, so I'm just I'm I'm a little off. I'm a little off. So I never said it yesterday. You all brought up Oscar. That man looks like he should be in the UFC, not college basketball. Man, he really he has the 
just chiseled frame that somebody in the UFC would have to. Like, where it's dude, like, how do they have eight abs? Well, I'm telling you, if he fought Israel Adesanya, I would probably bet on Shibuya. He's massive. He, he is, and I, I was, I, I was. He, he probably could have had 26 points if uh, he didn't miss some easy ones, and maybe gets a few more foul calls. Shoots more than one freaking free throw. You tell me that. Oh, trying to get over it, but neither here nor there. He 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 was following the ball so well when it was coming off the rim, and uh, just knew exactly where he needed to be. Uh, last year's team. They went a lot more than nine games that they have a player like Oscar. That was literally last year's biggest weakness was a little toughness inside, physicality, rebounding. Well, that and not having a true point guard. Yeah, I don't think Oscar yeah. would have helped in a major way there. But in the interior, yes, 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 would have helped greatly. Really impressed. I mean, that, that, that was a really impressive debut for him. I think it was the most rebounds ever by a U.K. player in their first game, which is uh, pretty impressive. Most rebounds ever by a player in the Champions Classic, which is pretty impressive. You got to just – Stay out of foul trouble, keep them healthy, and and Kentucky's got you know you got that box checks checked inside. You got a great interior player. Boom, got one. Great rebounder, great defender, I should say. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know you got to the other pieces kind of need to gel as well, and you got to figure out if he goes to the bench, what it's going to look like in the interior. Who's going to be some of those guys that are going to step up and go after those rebounds. And that's why for the next like nine games, you're playing crappy teams. You've got plenty of time to figure it. No, no, no disrespect to, to Robert Morris. I shouldn't say crappy teams. I should say teams with significantly less talent. Um, yeah. G five. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And this, these are the games Roush that Kentucky really didn't get to benefit off of last year. A great deal. Um, and it seems like when they did, you know, they were playing Richmond, they were losing. So this is this is going to be an important stretch. It stinks. We wish we were riding high off the Duke win. Uh, and it, I do, I, I'm sure UK fans wish they were playing a bigger name until literally a month from today is when they take on Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So, but this is this could be really good for the team as they all get to know each other in the pot, become a little bit more cohesive, as Justin said. These next, this next stress, this next month of basketball, this is where you learn, this is where you grow. And then when you hit that tougher stretch in December, Roush, UK one should look like a different team. And two, and this may be even be more important, we'll have a much better idea of who brings you what, who plays well together, and who maybe is a little further away. Right, right. And, and uh, the thing too that we have to remember. It, even in the struggles uh, over this next month, like I, I, I like having a game or two here and there where they're they're battled or they're they're tested. Uh, I, I don't know which team is primed and poised for that, but uh, I do think like like that UNCG game a few years back. Though that I think it was the Reed Travis team maybe that kind of struggled with them, but ended up putting them away and getting like a seven point win or something. I, those kind of games I do like every once in a while. You should be most of these teams by a lot of points, but I hope they do get challenged in, in bits and pieces so that they can better execute down the stretch. Because when Kentucky got a little sped up against Duke, it was like, hurry, we got to score all the points right now. And that's not how it works. There's no seven-point shot out there that's going to erase that deficit just like that. you got to be still be patient, aggressive, um, but patient and uh, Kentucky ended up turning the ball over more than they like and not getting stops down the stretch. Those are lessons I'd like for them to learn in one of the games, but in most of them, I'd like them to learn the lesson of just getting up and down the court and scoring with ease. Um, maybe stopping some people too. Not re- 
don't don't want to see a ton of those. One guy gets hot and makes twenty threes because we just saw Kentucky give up almost eighty points in only one three point basket. Um, so um, I, I'm sure Cal's going to be emphasizing defense, 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 defense a lot over this next month. I'll be interested. Maybe, maybe so. Uh, obviously, he's going to want him to play better defensively, but I think Cal's really going to try to implement a fast pace, up and down style, and just say. We, we need to play defense in the half court when it presents itself, and we need to learn how to be better in transition defense. But I, I want the tempo to be fast. I think he feels like he's got more horses than most teams have. So that, that is interesting. That's an interesting take. Do you focus more on getting this defense better, knowing that maybe to do that you need to slow down the game a little bit because these guys are getting lost in transition, they're losing their men, all that sort of deal? Or do you say, we'll we'll get better as we go, but I still want to play fast and just outscore teams? That's what I'm interested in seeing, Roush. Yeah, the um because like I, I I don't think it has to be one way or the other. Like you're right that if you're running fast, it's much easier to get lost in transition. But some of it is just, hey, when when a guy's driving right at you make him turn back, you know, like cut off the straight line drives. I mean, I know Keels is a linebacker, but like that dude just would catch it on the left wing, drive right at the rim and finish, you know, like you've got to be able to at least make him try to go back to his left hand, you know? If I'm Cal, I'm just showing a bunch of 2017 tape and saying this team played really fast and they weren't bad defensively. So let's figure out why that is. And my initial thought was, all right, what are some of the fastest playing Calipari teams and what did they look like defensively? And the one that always jumps out just because this team could dictate the tempo and and also some teams, <clears throat> Indiana idiots, would try to run with them, which is just yeah. the dumbest thing you could do. Really the 2012 dumb. National Championship team. They played – they could get up and down the floor in a blink of an eye. They'd want to play fast. The difference defensively with that yeah. team – yeah, Anthony Davis. You yeah. don't like that made things so much easier. If Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who didn't often get beat defensively, although one time in the national championship game on a back door, but if you had Deron Lamb or MKG or somebody get beat in transition, if you had the best shot blocker, maybe in the history of college basketball, waiting for you down there in the paint, that helped. Or you had him trailing, that was on the mind of the opposing transition offenses. You better believe it. Kentucky doesn't have that this year. And even 2010, they played really fast, but DeMarcus Cousins, Daniel Orton inside, that was a lot to kind of have to swallow up for, for defenses. So that team could play fast. But I think 2017 is the best comparison, Roush, because you yeah. you did Bam was an undersized five, all things considered. Right. He was good. Right. He was great college five, but O is an undersized five, all yep. things considered. And so also similar, like, oh my gosh, this guy just looks like a Greek god of physicality down there. Like <sighs> Yeah, my word. Reminds me of when I was in college, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I, I, that's what I would be showing. I'd be showing the two, and that team was kind of guard heavy. But you wanted Bam to just be able to bruise and bully inside. So that that should be the recipe. Do you have a Malik Monk and a De'Aaron Fox? Probably not. That's okay. That's all right. I think a top hey. Washington can be a really, really nice player. Severe Wheeler experience, and then no, you don't have a Malik Monk like athlete just yet but you do have a bunch of shooters that can that can shoot the ball similar to Malik Monk and Roush I did have to throw in the just yet um yeah you did you did uh you also have talked a lot about guys that played against each other last night uh Malik Monk playing against Bam Adebayo and Tyler Heroes Miami Heat 
Monk just broke their hearts. 27 points, 10 to 13 from the field, and the Lake Show won in overtime. Really yeah. happy Monk's getting this uh, renaissance of sorts out in uh, L.A. I, I as well. Uh, he, he was really kind of underrated as one of the more entertaining U.K. players to watch in the Cal era. It's such a long list that it, it, it's hard to kind of remember some of them. But I will, for the rest of my life, remember that UNC game in Vegas and just Dude wasn't even looking at the rim. Would just have the ball in his hands, throw it up, and it was gonna. It was going in. Dude was an absolute. <laughs> he, he was so good. He was so fun to watch. So that's what I think. Maybe the goal should be on this team. And then, if you get Shaden Sharp, then there's your Malik Monk like talent. There, there is your absolute superstar that can do things that other people just aren't gifted in doing. I was. Uh, very confused yesterday. I think a lot of Kentucky fans were aroused. So what if we take this break, we come back, we paint a clearer picture for the Shade and Sharp situation? Yeah, we can do that. And uh, we can also talk a little football. Mark Stoops making headlines, making headlines. Love it. Absolutely love it. I'm excited to discuss Mark Stoops as well. We'll get to all of it. We've got another 90 minutes of KRC here on your Thursday, Roush, Thursday morning. Thursday. We will. Gosh. I know. It's the worst thing in the world. And the worst time to ever do it, too, is thinking it's a Friday as well. Yeah. yeah Maybe gosh. if you, like, think it's a Tuesday on a Monday, that can be bad because then you get, like, the realization that, oh, no, I've got – I still have a full week. But – Thinking it's a Friday and then not being a Friday, that's that's tough. That's a game tough. day Friday at that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Gosh. We'll get y'all we'll get y'all straightened out when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, oh, Dick Roush, Justin Camp. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. You don't know my name, do you? Yes, I do. What is it? It, it rhymes with a female body part. What is it? Mulva? Uh, uh, Gipple? With Walker and Roush. Oh! Oh! Dolores! Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. If you ain't running game, say my name. I don't claim to be a Seinfeld. No, gosh, people are going to get mad for the way I say Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Seinfeld, whatever makes you happy is what you're hearing, okay? Uh, But I don't claim to be an expert of that show. I've only seen most episodes maybe twice, and some I haven't even seen twice, and maybe a few I've seen more than twice, but easily my favorite, one of my favorite clips. Definitely in the top three. I actually just started uh, watching it recently. For the like first I, time? Yeah, I mean, I'd seen, you know, one or two here and there, but it's on Netflix now, so I popped it on and watched a couple episodes last night. Uh, I think the big guy and I, he, he was going to watch something, and then I said I'd watch it. But I'd always wanted to watch. It's just kind of intimidating to get in on a show that's like 11 season long. It, it, I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why there's no commitment to it whatsoever. I could stop at any time. But it, it's, it's hilarious, and Trevor – well done playing, playing I mean, that rejoin. What's funny, though, about it is like some of the there's some very dated like dilemmas they have on that show. Mm-hmm. Like in his comedy bits, I know they get much shorter, but at the beginning, the comedy bits are just too long. Like his stand up. Oh, hor- yeah, that's easily the worst part of the show. 
Yeah. I, and they eventually go away from it and it's great. But yeah, I don't, I, that nobody don't care about that. Like it was like a whole comedy bit about how quick a lady gets out her checkbook. And it's like, <laughs> man, if I had a nickel for every time I wrote a check, I'd have, I'd have <laughs> when's a the last time? When's the last time you wrote a check? The only time I really use my checkbook, uh, the vet I go to, um, uh, very old school. They'll charge you like 3% if you use a card. So I just write a check when I go to the vet. So maybe two or three times a year to pick up dog medicine. I, uh, I, that's about it. I have a friend who writes checks like it's 1984. <laughs> uh, he still does it. He'll, he'll still go inside to the bank. Inside the bank. Inside? Every, My inside goodness. the bank. What is time, wrong with him? Each time he deposits a check. I'll, I'll call him out. What? It's, it's Big Bag Dave. Big he Bag Dave a, goes man. into a bank to deposit a check? Yeah. Just use your phone. That's what you... you gosh. And one time, this was many years ago, but I think he was getting, I think it was a cab. Uh, I think that's because, you know, Ubers and Lyfts, they automatically sync up to your card. But he didn't, he lost his wallet at the bar. For whatever reason, he didn't have his wallet. He forwarded a check to, to the cab driver. He had a check in his pocket from work and he just forwarded it to the cab driver. Oh my goodness. Have you ever done that before? No. I honestly didn't even know you could do it. I've, I've heard that. Somebody did that for me not too long ago. Actually, I'll call him out too. It was Jim Coyle when we were doing the <laughs> the morning show. He 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 signed a check over to me, and I was like, "Is that even allowed?" Yeah, I didn't even know it was like a thing. I remember in fourth grade, Roush at St. Rayfield, we learned how to write checks, and we learned, which is so dumb. Why? Why? Why is a fourth grader? I I think more schools should teach just life skills, um, just like you know, how to pay your taxes or something along those lines. You don't need it necessarily at fourth grade. Fourth grade, I wasn't whipping out my checkbook and whatnot. But we learned checks in fourth grade. I, I guess I'd missed the the forward part to it. But yeah, I, I mobile deposit's the way to go. I, you won't catch me doing anything else. Man, I just, I can't imagine using, <laughs> uh, I can't imagine using a check, forwarding a check. That's crazy. Crazy and also, talk. it was like a thirty or forty dollar cab ride, and the check for was for like one hundred and twenty bucks. So he was just like, "Oh crap! Well, what else can I do?" Uh, <laughs> Gosh! Oh, what a dingus! What All right, dingus. do you want to do you want to go stoops or sharp? I think we properly tease both of them, and we're going to get to both of them. Probably do both those topics, and then we'll get into into the Thornton's text line. Remember, is before you get in the office today. This amazing weather that we've been having the last few days yep. is sadly going away. Make Eat your feelings. Get some donuts and some coffee. Yep, do that. And also watch out if you're on the Gene Snyder. looks like that the Gene Snyder completely shut down around the LaGrange Road. So. Yeah, LaGrange Road, a fatal accident, sadly. I think a pedestrian was struck. Which Semis all turned sideways. Yeah. yeah it's a so, big mess. So plan extra time if that's in your in your travel plans or if that's your if you're crossing that part of the city but uh where do you want to go let's do sharp we started with basketball we can we can keep it consistent with Shaden sharp who officially i guess he technically did it on tuesday before the basketball game said that i, I i'm coming to uk early i'm signing and coming early he did uh submit his nli yesterday like the rest of the cats uh, Scott Clark finally officially official feels like that kid's been committed forever uh, but Shaden Sharp though coming early and 
there it's I'm I'm a hundred percent not going to play, but you know if they ask me to play, yeah, play. that's what that's what I, that's what I was going to need some help on here, Nick Roush, on the, uh, a UK sports website called KentuckySportsRadio.com. Mm-hmm. I read different headlines. One that said he a hundred percent won't play, and then I later read, well, if Cal asked me to play, I'm going to play. <laughs> this is great. He's great because he, here's here's um, the news was broken by Jason Jordan, and if you all aren't familiar with Jason Jordan, he does all of the USA Today blogs. So basically, all of these high school kids just share with him what they want to share to everybody. So you had a very carefully concocted. I'm just coming to get better, but I'm not going to play. But then, whenever uh, I don't know if it was Sharp's coach or who it was that spoke to Jack said, well, but, you know, if they ask him to play, like, of course he's going to play. So, that, and that's really just what I think a lot of folks needed to hear because it, 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 it wouldn't make sense to have a talent like that and just be like, nope, we, we, don't, we don't need him to play at all. We don't want him to play. This guy, if, when he's ready, he's going to be ready, you know? He's, he's ready today. He, he is ready today. Would that mean he'd go out and do what Paulo Benchero or Keels did on Tuesday night? No, not necessarily. Uh, they shot pretty well, all things considered. Maybe he'd have an off-shooting night. But he, he is as physically gifted and a step above skill set-wise as those two guys are uh, versus the rest of the field. He gives Kentucky a different level of player that currently I don't think they have. Maybe Ty Ty Washington gets there. Maybe. And then Damian Collins someday could get there. Be surprised if that was this season. Just sort of the things you can't teach, Roush. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Shade and Sharp has. And plenty of things you can't teach. It would be absolutely insane not to bring him into the fold second semester. The folks that are that are saying, talking about team chemistry, you don't even know what kind of team chemistry it's going to be. You're talking about something that you don't even know if it exists, will exist, what the makeup of it will look like. And I get it. Maybe some folks won't be happy, but if you're not happy with winning, you're in the wrong spot. You need to go. You go go somewhere else. Kentucky, it's all about winning. And if somebody's better than you and it gives the team a better chance to win, if you can't seem to understand and comprehend that, then hit the door. Hit the bricks, baby. And it's happened before, and that's no big deal. Some folks are more worried about playing time. It's a sport. It's a game. And if you don't have fun, if you have more fun playing than you do winning, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or it's just not my opinion. It's not my stance. But you can go somewhere else where you can find that. Uh, so I, there's, I, I don't see any downside at all in playing him. Not a, not a one. Team chemistry, don't care. That shouldn't be a factor whatsoever. Secondly, he's going to be with the team. It's not like he's just showing up with his bags at Rupp Arena on January 1st, ready to rock and roll, celebrating UK's big win over over High Point and Tubby Smith the day before. He can't believe it was scheduled at noon on New Year's Eve. No, can't believe it. But he's still at Rupp Arena ready to go. He's going to be with the team, folks. And I think there's some rules about like if he can practice or not practice, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's going to be around the team. He's going to be around the team. Yeah, I think he would have to technically wait until – right around that Notre Dame game, actually, um, until like the actual semester ends uh, before he can officially practice. That. Yeah, yeah, that that's the part that I'm a little... I do know that with uh, once you sign your NLI, you're covered by the school's insurance policy, so you should be able to 
I, I think that's what it'll mean is that he can officially start using the facilities to work out and stuff like that. Uh, wow, NIL and now nil. Oh man, the uh, you mean NLI and now nil. NLI and nil, yeah, yeah. Because Zach Zach was did that last night in one of his tweets, just like getting all of the <laughs> getting the acronyms of, all turned around. A lot of N's, it's a lot of I's, it's a lot of L's. They put mm -hmm. them in all sorts of different orders. And those are the letters uh, of the day. <laughs> Hope your hope your children were listening, your toddlers, for their for their alphabet lessons. I so it, it was his coach, you're right about that, that said he'll do what he needs to do, and it was Sharp who said I'm 100 percent not playing for this season. Proush, there's a little part of me that's just like believing everybody in these situations. Kentucky has said he's not playing. Sharp has said he's not playing. I I feel like. In other instances, I generally take people at their word, but I just refuse to accept that. It, it will not make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me now, and if we get to late January and the, and the kid's still not playing, it won't make sense to me then. That will be a, a weird, weird development if that's how it all shakes out. And he's obviously the main factor in coming early, folks. He wants to start being able to make money. Yeah. And right, good for him. He, he's going to make a lot of it. He, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season, he's UK's highest earner, which is going to be a stat people are going to track nowadays, which is crazy. You would have told people that 15 years ago, and they would have been like, oh, man. <laughs> Pete Carroll and USC have really taken things over the top now, haven't they? But I, I am uh, excited about the prospects of him playing. Don't know exactly how it'd shake out. It looks like maybe it would be some less minutes for Wheeler in Washington, although I think you could play all three together if you really wanted to, maybe be less minutes for Mintz and Grady, be less minutes for somebody. Don't care. He he, nope. he brings he brings a different level. And I had a buddy of mine say, "Well, weren't people saying that about Boston?" And yeah, they were. And and I was certainly wrong about BJ Boston as a college freshman. And I've been wrong about plenty of college freshmen. I think Roush, there's these categories, and the highest level is superstar category. A lot of people fit in that superstar category tier. Maybe like your recruits 1 through 15, 1 through 10 generally is a, is a safer bet there. And then once they're in that tier, this is maybe getting confusing. I'm not trying to go M. Night Shyamalan on folks. But once they're in that tier, I like to assign confidence points and how sure, I'm how sure I am that they're going to be college superstars. Sadly, I probably would have had Boston at like a seven. I thought for sure that dude was going to be a really good yeah. college freshman. So I was wrong about Boston. Sharp, I'm at a nine. And I, I think the only tens I've had were like an Anthony Davis, and who knows how much hindsight plays into that. I probably would have had MKG at a 10. I love that his highlight tape. John Wall, I, I was always really high on Carl Anthony Towns. Um, my big concern was if he played away from the basket, which Cal did not let him do. So it ended up working out for him. But I would have Sharp at a nine. I think he is he's a guarantee to be a really good player. And I think if nothing else, Roush, he's somebody that can get to the line. He's so big and fast and athletic, he can get to where he wants on the court that he's at least going to get fouled. So if nothing else, he's going to bring that to the table. Uh, you, you just got to find a way to play him. I, I'll, I'll be a broken record about this until that dude suits up this season. Yeah, I... I'm with you in the confidence on just that 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 this guy is going to be the real deal. And unlike Hamadou Diallo, like that, that 
these guys are on separate tiers. <laughs> you know, we're we're getting back to the tier talk, but like he he is a dif- he's a difference maker. He is at the top of the top of the top. And as we saw in that Duke game, Kentucky just like Ty Ty Washington's your only hope for that. You've got a lot of really good college basketball players on this team. You don't have bona fide superstars. Maybe one of them is just Ty Ty Washington. That's really your only maybe. So if you've got one of them on your bench, he might be showing up here a little late and you might be slow to integrate him, but you better integrate him because he's going to give you a chance to go places you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Um, I, I think the one significant thing that we got out of this news that we didn't mention yet is that Mike Schmitz uh, from Draft Express, it was either him or Jim, Jonathan Giovanni, it was one of those two guys, uh, said that he is in fact not draft eligible for next the next class so like he the couldn't skip in Europe he wanted to yeah just of all of the like talking and everything that's what's most important here <laughs> because play or not to play whatever uh I, I i'll listen to lip service as it comes but the big thing is he's not draft eligible so like that is significant all the, the more the reason new... to play him. You don't have to worry about losing him or him blowing up just right. in a few games, and you never really got to see him for a full season. All the more reason to play him. You've got him locked in. And plus, yeah, it'll be great him practicing, getting a feel for the college game. What's a better feel for the college game than playing the college game? You want to talk about hitting the ground running for 2022-2023? Well, bada-boom, bada-bing, let the dude go out there and, and get his feathers. Get his feathers. Get, get his whiskers, as we say in UK land. Earn your uh, whisk. Earn your whiskers. Ooh, what if instead of helmet stickers, like the Buckeyes get Buckeyes <laughs> on their helmets, we get whiskers that we put on the back? Why of haven't we had ever had you know like the little black eye things that go for football players they wear under their eyes? Yeah. Oh, First make off, those whiskers. Make those whiskers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good call. Did you have this? Is obscure did you happen to see my snapchat on sunday of the Bengals fan uh i did not see that no <laughs> they showed him on cbs he was dressed like a like a bingle but like in a, like a cat's version like the theater like andy bernard where he dressed up like super like like an artist did it like an artist painted this cat Gosh. face on him. And the and the screen grab, I don't even know what the score was, but like Cleveland was up by 24. So it was like Cleveland 34, Cincinnati 10. And this guy looked like the saddest human in the world. And it was a hilarious picture. Great for radio. Always hilarious radio to explain mm-hmm. pictures. But my buddy, he messaged me and he just said, he's like, imagine coming home to your wife and three kids after the Bengals lose by 24 to the Browns and you're dressed <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> oh, man. I'm bored. Or, with the, I'm bored with the whiskers. Or like to see that person just out and about hammered. You know, like uh, it's kind of like seeing the clown like pumping his gas. Have you ever seen that before? That's that's just the highest form of comedy. You know. Yeah, I don't think I have ever seen a clown pumping the gas. Oh, but man, you're you're so just seeing great. those people out in real life doing like real human things. Uh, and then also, no better way. I'll get to check out that Rupp Arena environment on Friday night. People always criticize it. No better way maybe to get the student section popping than getting those Meade County students to be in the front line all dressed as cats. Wouldn't that just get like everybody rocking? It was Meade County, right? Yeah, you just have to give them a litter box. Just like the whole front row are people dressed like musical performance cats and they don't break cat character the, the duration of the game. 
It'd be amazing. Meow, meow. It'd be, who says who says no to that? Text right into me. the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. I did jot down real quick. You made a good point on just kind of the, the Kentucky's got good college basketball players. The perfect blend to win a national championship, I think, involves – I think you can do it different ways for what it's worth, but I think you need to have some superstar talent, whether that's young freshmen, most likely generally is because they don't hang around super long. And you do need to have – a little dose of experience here and there. And I think if you look at most national championships, they have the makings of a team like that. Certainly UK in 2012 did, but Davion Mintz has been in college basketball for six years. Kellen Grady, five years. You see what Keels did in his first game? Yeah. You know, you see what Ben Chero did in their first games? Damn. Like all of those dinguses in college basketball media, your Rothstein's, I don't know if Goodman still beats that drum, but I know a lot of the CBS guys do. Doster does the same thing. It's all like experience. Experience matters. They've got all this experience. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Experience is good for like the kind of mid-tier program, right? But they're not the best. If they were the best basketball players in the collegiate ranks, they would have left after their freshman year to go pro. <laughs> that that this is more of like a 2011 topic for what it's worth. Like you can't build a team this way. No rule says dog can't play basketball. Uh, I, <laughs> like that was more. And, and, and Roush here is another classic you may or may not remember. But the U of L fans. I just couldn't like a team. You don't get to know them. I, I, <laughs> that was good. All they care about is basketball. They're here and they're gone. They don't care about the school. They don't care about the city. And then I was here in Rutherford and Trevor be like, I don't know any of these players. I've never seen, like, you know, they were getting so confused about who was who and all these guys are new and whatnot. And I was just like, huh, I remember back in the day that was like a death sentence for entertainment. You weren't ever going to be able to enjoy a team if you didn't know the players. Uh, funny how that works in time, but uh, yeah. you, you've got it. You got to have superstars. Experienced guys are nice, but talent talent reigns supreme. And well, Roush is right. There's a reason those people are still in college basketball. The 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 experience factor matters, but more so for your role players. Like or in in, in like a role player, Kentucky had this is the best. I, I, we mentioned it yesterday, but this is the best conglomeration of role players because Severe Wheeler, he's a great point guard, but he's not a point guard that takes over and scores 30. Like He is a great facilitating point guard. Oscar Sheboy is a great rebounder, but he's not just going to be backing dudes down and busting through double teams and scoring points. Like You have a lot of really good shooters, but they kind of fit this, this role. You don't have the superstar that just takes over. And I, I think the best tournament-winning teams – they have experienced role players along with just bona fide NBA talent and like a young superstar. Baylor might have been an exception because I don't I don't know who even their best player yeah. in NBA talent is. But like for the most, I mean, that's that's how Kentucky's title team is built. That's how Duke's fifteen team is built. Like you you have the experience along with really talented young freshmen that are NBA caliber stars. And some of that the 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 experienced players or better role players is just by association. That's just how the chips fall where they got to pick like Davion Mintz took over games last year. And even on UK side of things, while I'm talking about Keels and Banchero, who was UK, who was Calipari giving the ball to? 
It was Ty-Ty Washington. He had a whole year of Davion Mintz making some big plays here and there, but still he knew that Ty-Ty Washington's more talented and can do things that Davion Mintz can't do. The concern about this UK team and where Sharp helps you and where I think Washington will help you as well, you have a lot of guys, and I think you basically summarized this, Roush, but you have a bunch of guys that can do nice things. You don't have many guys that can do everything. Shaden mm-hmm. Sharp can do everything. He can take over a game and do everything. Oscar's taken over a game by rebounding. That's great. We like that. But you still would need to put the ball in the basket. And he did it. But we also saw a few missed bunnies as well. But you need more players that are really versatile. The best teams have just studs that you drop your draw and they're they're making they're making amazing plays. Let's end the break here. I wanted to maybe try to squeeze the soup stuff in, but let's give it its proper time yeah, after yeah. The, the daily double. And then we will spend more time on the text messages. Keep them coming on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, the replay 9 to 11, and you can also listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. I still talk to folks that don't listen on 96.1 FM in – 90% of the city, it is better to listen on 96.1 FM. Just as a heads up, mm-hmm. another friendly reminder, uh, sometimes if you're on the, the AM signal and you're going under power lines or whatnot, it can get a little choppy. And then just naturally, I think the FM just sounds a little clear off the get-go. So, Unless, unless, you're, of the, unless you're of the old-school mindset and you just love the sound of the AM radio. That's true. That's, That's true as well. Yeah, it's uh, either there's plenty of ways to listen to KRC, and we're always very appreciative that you do listen and that you do text into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. You text in, we read it on air. We'll get to those here momentarily. And we always appreciate our friends at Thornton's, Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Download the Thornton's app. You'll save a little bit of money each time you're at the pump. And trust me, it adds up with gas prices the way that they are right now. Every little bit helps. Roush, I filled up after going to Lexington on Saturday. I had to go to Carrollton yesterday and Bullock County. I'm having to fill up again today. Luckily, luckily, I have saved tens of dollars by going to Thornton's. And you may laugh at that, but first off, I'm new. To the Thornton's game mm-hmm. and secondly that's that number is only going to grow baby that yep. number is only going to grow so I'm very thankful for Thornton's the app and saving a little bit of money each and every time I fill up at the pump Roush Mark Stoops he is basically doing everything we want him to do without diving head head first he's putting his toes in the water his feet in the water 
his maybe his ankles. Some would, you know, I, I don't think it's cankles. Stoops would pro is definitely wearing like the <laughs> the swim shirt, you know, oh, yeah, and just no, like oh. standing there. He's got a drink in his hand. He's mm -hmm. swirling it around. He's Big probably like. Ass. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would imagine too that like he sits around in like the kiddie pool kind of deal, just like in the shallow area. Like eh, I'm good here, you know. He's doing everything we want him to do except diving in, and that is on railing the officials. We all want it. He's flirting with it. I, I think it's one more bad call before he just completely loses his mind. Rush. Yeah, he he's right there. And uh, yesterday on the SEC coaches teleconference. You know, he was asked about the call. And that's the thing that I like is when you hear questions from so many different places, like th those, the people around the SEC, they don't know that he, he, he's he been asked plenty of times about stuff like that. So they're going to keep on asking. And he said, you know, I, I don't even know why I turn in plays anymore. It certainly doesn't matter. So he's just so over it, just up to here. And the 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 crazy part is just the response the overwhelming response and like i don't normally i mean, i don't keep track of my most popular tweets or anything like that i i don't know but this one i was shocked in that within about 30 minutes there were reporters bloggers fans from all power all five power five conferences had already chimed in and it was always something along the lines of, well, I guess the Big 12 isn't the only one with bad officiating. The bi Oh, that was big from Oklahoma and Texas. They're like, well, the officiating isn't getting any better when they go to the SEC. Uh, there were Tennessee fans talking about, yeah, those refs were really terrible on Saturday. It was just, it was shocking, the unanimity of the response in which they were like, yeah, Stoops is right. These guys stink. And we're just wasting our time doing this, going through this whole rigmarole. Because what's what what good is sending in plays for clarification going to do? Oh, my bad. Like it's it's just like the South Park episode where they got the guys at the cable company. They're just gonna say, <laughs> We're sorry. And they don't care. I mean, it, it's not gonna make a difference. It's uh and he's not the only one that's done that this year. Scott Satterfield did the same thing after the Wake Forest game. He's like, I don't need to send in the tapes. I saw it. Like and what they're going to do is going to help me none it might help if they had to be if they had to say their explanation publicly and then we could just make fun of them for being bozos but they don't even do that so stoops has had it up to here and it seems like most coaches have um will it actually change anything in the offseason i hope so but i'm not optimistic um if i wanted to do the radio outrage take on this stuff i promise you i could i i just don't really feel like i, I don't feel like getting all that worked up about it. it i i touched on it earlier this week it is just so dumb it's a it's a corrupt system that has zero transparency behind it we we have no idea how these things are handled and now mark stoops comes out and basically confirms that it's all meaningless anyways because nothing nothing comes from it he says in the past that he's heard from the league office on those calls i, I wish he would tell us first off who cares like i don't want to you know i don't want to make the sec mad i don't want to get fined it, it's it is bogus that fans and the public don't get to hear what happens on this stuff yeah we Bad I mean, they calls keep happen. it so we, privately. Like we that. understand so bad. We understand that missed calls happen. 
what we don't understand is how how do we not know that it's not something bigger that there's not an axe to grind with these officials? Why can't we ever get an explanation for the missed call ever? Or why can't we ever have the league just come out and say the crew messed up and we're, we're going to, you know, we score our officials, we grade our officials. And just like we do in every other game, they were graded for their performance against Tennessee. What is the harm in that? What, what seriously, who does that hurt? Does it hurt the officials? It should those two. And maybe even the third specifically, Blew the game. You missed a crucial call right in front of your all's faces. You should get penalized. And here I am getting a little worked up about it. But I don't know. understand if I were running the SEC, when there was a missed call, I'd come out and say it and say, we messed up. And honestly, don't you think that's the only way you get better? Personal accountability that is right. that is that you can keep in check with the public where, hey, we're going to when we when we call it out, we're going to we're going to work on it and we're going to let you all know. And then you know what? If you really by the the letter of the law, if you want to double down on a missed call, Roush, I'd be all right with that too. There's times where fan bases freak out on a questionable call that was kind of 50-50 you can go both ways. Have your officials back in those instances. But the blatant ones you miss, just put a hand up and say, "Yeah, we we goofed on it. We're going to take all this stuff into consideration and we're going to be try to we're going to try to be better next week." Instead of just like the secrecy, don't say anything. Yeah. We have no idea what's going on. We certainly don't see it ever get better. And now we have a history of Stoops kind of missing out on some pretty big calls or just some questionable calls. How do we not know it's bigger picture? I don't think it is, but you you could kind of help squish and squash all that stuff just by having public statements every now and then. Which, didn't they do that for like a year or two? Yeah, and then they quit. Um, maybe because there so were so dumb. many. I mean... And the thing is, too, is I know from this last Tennessee game, we go back uh, and talk about that face mask a lot. But that was just one of a few face masks that I, I don't know why that isn't a reviewable play. It's not a judgment call. You either grab the face mask or you don't. That would be a pretty easy thing to be able to review. But the review replay officials can't even get that right. Um, did you see the screenshot? What could have the guy's knee on the ground? I yeah. did not. Yeah, it's um, I forget which big play it was, but it was a big play. And his knee is obviously on the ground. Didn't get reviewed. Uh, Tennessee fans got a hold of that, too. And there was, you know, 250 retweets, 50 comments, all sorts of stuff on that. But um, yeah, I, I just. The officiating has been bad across the board. Uh, I know that we're going to be hyper focused on it at your one school, but like I had fans from every single school in the SEC, except Alabama, I wonder why, uh, weigh in on how the officiating has just been bad across the board. Like, there, it's just consistently, there's just plenty of bad. And I know we're going to gravitate to the bad, and you're not going to, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know we're not going to be quick to praise the officials, yeah. but still, like, it's when it's noticeable every Saturday, you're doing something wrong. If they want us to do a better job of praising them for good games, we will. We can make mental notes to do that. Uh, we got to remember that naturally. I just think humans are probably overly sensitive, and officials are human. Believe it or not, so they're, maybe that's what they need. They need more praise. Uh, they, they'll feel better if we do that. But you don't go. You don't go to a restaurant and expect just expect it to be bad. 
you expect it to be good. You expect them to do their job, you to have a pleasant dining experience and life to go on as normal. That's that's how these things are supposed to operate. Now, every so often, a place could be short staffed. They could be super slammed. Something mm-hmm. could pop up. The keg system could not be working. It could be a million different things. We can be understanding if it's explained to us. We can be understanding even if it's not explained to us, but if it becomes a habit, we're either not going to go to that restaurant anymore, and sorry, we're hooked to football, so that's not happening. So we're going back to this restaurant that is SEC football. We just want some clarification for why it's happening, what is why being it's done to make so often why it's happening so often, and what's being done to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. And it, it it could be a simple staff shortage. We can understand that. It could be a simple this was just a bad night for us. We can understand that. We just want to hear it. We deserve to hear it. Man, and. The, uh, the the it, it's happened so many times in just devastating fashion too. I mean, there was an Arkansas game recently. Uh, I mean, there's just so many, and it, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't be still dealing with that in the year of our award, 2021. We just shouldn't. <laughs> we just wild. shouldn't. And it's just a system built up so accountability is not held. Can't, things can be kept in secrecy. And if there is this big scandal, if there's a fallout, if they can, they're covering their butts, and they, nobody knows, nobody has to hear anything. It's just and, dumb, and, dumb strategy. And, and I get like there, you don't want to be overly critical of officials uh, publicly because you don't want to uh, deter them away from. Because it's a difficult job as is, but like I don't really know that many officials name, like especially in the sport of football, you don't know many officials by name. Just go out there and tell us when they did wrong, and tell, and more importantly, tell us what you're do, doing to correct it. Because mm-hmm. that's the that's the I think the most discouraging part of all of this. The lack of transparency just makes you think that they're doing nothing. So if you if you're showing us nothing, then we assume you're doing nothing to fix what is obviously a problem. Yep. Stoops, go on, dive in, buddy. Just go off on the officials. And I think yeah. next time there's a bad call, he's probably going to do that, and it's going to be great. And then they're so sensitive. Like, it, the whole finding thing for criticizing officials is dumb, too. We were all just so programmed to accept that as just the norm. But you you, you can – there'd be no fine if Stoops went up there, and, and he would never do this. He'd never do this. But if he went up there and he was just like, Chris Rodriguez sucked. He was horrible, and he's terrible, and he is bad. He'd never do that because Chris Rodriguez is great, but there'd be no fine there, Roush. There'd be people may not like it, people may not take kindly to him throwing a player under the bus in that fashion. But you can criticize everybody in the world and not get fined in SEC football. But if you cross the line and say anything about an official, that's where they're going to hit your wallets. What? Why? Why Why can't we say bad things about the officials? They can say bad things about us. Hell, you have TV Teddy staring down coaches, staring down players, standing Man, on top of players. TV Teddy would get fired for taunting in the NFL. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. He'd, he'd tee himself up so fast. I bet sometimes when he looks in the mirror, it's like, what, what were those fish you couldn't put a mirror by? Because they'd, they'd like you know go crazy and try to kill it. The oh, little fish oh. that they'd always have at the mall. Like the oh the beta fish or beta, fish. Yeah, yeah the beta fish that was uh, Justin's nickname in high school actually believe it or not but I that that's probably TV Teddy looks in the mirror tees himself up and then just gets nowhere all day his wife has to come help him oh Justin suck it buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
I've got nothing. Let's get to this Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. This is for KY roll call as a roll as in like I've got a role in the new film coming up this this no. Your guys played a very good team and lost. Grow up and get over it, fools. Suck it. This is that guy on Facebook that just – he's a Tennessee fan. Not sure why he's a member of our Facebook page, but we're we're inclusive. Happy to have him. And he just whines and complains about everything. His next text – and I, I don't know how to handle this one, Roush, because it seems like entrapment. He says, one more thing. If you say – Gosh damn, on the air, one more time, I will sue your sorry ass myself. That's a word but you can say on the radio. You can't how, sue somebody for saying words on the radio. How, how it works. How could you know we read every text and you wrote out God? Yeah. So what are we supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. You set it's, us up for getting entrapment. sued. We're, we're putting you, we're suing you for entrapment. We are, yep, and you're going to have to answer to our lawyers for that. I, You know, how do you know I'm not referring the that one of the 1,000 Egyptian gods? Doesn't mean I have to believe that they were real. How do you not know? You, you didn't see the capitalization in my, in yeah. my sentences. Yeah, TJ, very well-known pagan. And then I'm sure, I, I can't imagine my god getting upset for somebody saying the word god. Yep. I can't either. There's a lot of stuff in this world. I would think that that wouldn't be at the top of the list. Hope not. But, would hope not. But the good news is forgiving God. Uh, Texter on the Thorn Sexon says, notice how Roush did not deny that he would cheer for Uncle Brom and Purdue over the cats. He, Dude, sure, I rushed as, the he, he sure as heck didn't, folks. He I, sure I rushed, as heck didn't. I rushed the field when Kentucky beat Cousin Brom when he was playing and Uncle Brom was on the sideline. Like, of course cheered for purdue come on out of your damn mind uh, it would be yeah. exciting though because it would be like a big uh i'm sure i'd have a lot of family going down i bet my parents uh, yeah it'd be it'd be great that would be fun oh uh, get some uh behind enemy lines maybe he could show me the first play script i could be the mole mark stroops's mole <laughs> or or if if purdue starts strong then i would be accused of being the mole on the other side so really tricky mole situation here I would, do you think, I mean, he'd obviously go on 840 before you'd get him on our show. How many ESPN Louisville shows do you think he'd go on? Probably three before you'd get him on our show? No, no, I'd get him on earlier. But the the, the problem is, is him and Dean are boys. And they he, go way he back. Is he'd your, go there he first. is your uncle. Yeah, but like blood is he, thicker than Deaner. He's he's hung out. He's hung out with Deaner in more of a social capacity than he ever has with me. Just he is play. your uncle. No, he's not. He well, he is kind of. <laughs> he is family. Yeah, and he'll come on our show if we're playing him in a bowl game first. And what luck it's going on the competition show at this very moment. What the hell? We we've got to suspend him from home field picks of the week because that's just unacceptable. He suspended himself on week one when we started. I I what the hell, Luckett? You go seven and twenty three in our home field picks of the week. Totally embarrass yourself, and then now you just you 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 jump it's, ship. It's like he's trying to make our show look dumber. Yeah, and we don't need any help with that, Luckett. We don't need any help. A texter on the Thornton's text line, Bill Self and Snoop get high, high together all the time ever since the Jayhawk madness a few years ago. And Nasty Dog. 
Nope. Nasty dog. Big blue Drew's picture of Bill Self. Yeah, yeah. We we mentioned it yesterday. I think that's what he's discussing. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. He's he's quite the character, that nasty dog. I what what wonder what where that costume is just predominantly. Who has access? Who the has that gi- ginormous blunt? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had if you if you had nasty dog's outfit in your basement, if you're having company over, I think that that outfit's getting put on one way or another at some point in the evening, right? I mean, at least that's not just like an aspect. No, no, I, I disagree. I don't think it's a special occasion thing. I think that'd just be like, hey, should we bust out nasty dog costume? Like, should you want to let one of the kids get in the nasty dog costume? It's a nasty uh, dog kind of night. Yeah. <laughs> let him hold the giant blonde. He's too little to get in the nasty dog costume. Uh, uh, gosh. I can also imagine like the kids being so small. So they're each one leg and they kind of, you know, almost like one of those horse costume situations where you got one in the front and the back. You got to fill it out, <laughs> you know? Somebody needs to do like an oral history on that night. Because Kansas had to like release a statement on why there were exotic dancers, and they were like, "That was a big cigar. That wasn't a rolled bl- blunt or joint." Bl- bl- yeah, marijuana. What? No, is, is, um, tobacco. Is Jeff Long still the AD at Kansas? No. Oh no, he's he's out. He's out now. Gosh, what a dingus! People forget back in like 2011, Mitch Barnhart was a brief candidate for the Kansas AD job. Hmm. I think he's from Kansas. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that there's a big-time Kentucky football commitment today? Is it going to be the Cats? Probably. Woo-hoo. Emil Wagner. You know, Ahmad's younger brother. Yes. It's a nice callback. Yeah. Ahmad Flagner. Yeah, Ahmad Flagner. His little brother, Emil, is a top 150 player in the country. Four-star offensive tackle from Dayton, Ohio, making his commitment today on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, he's, I heard 2.30, but this morning he's saying 2 p.m. So keep an eye out. Kentucky, they're they're trying to sign the best offensive line class in America. Yeah, Wagner to the mix. You're well on your way with two top 150 offensive tackles, uh, a great guard and Grant Bingham, and another guy in there, Nick Hall, legacy recruit that's uh, – Talented guy as well. So a lot on the table right now. TJ, you know, we've talked a lot. uh, We mentioned football recruiting, how you start taking the next step. You'll actually see the tangible differences where there's a lot of four-star guys out there. Now you're going to have a lot of top 200 players. Like that's, that's a good line of demarcation. And I believe he'll be the sixth top 200 player. That would be the most of any Stoops class by far and away. And that's that's when you start really creeping up the rankings and getting closer to the haves instead of the have-nots in the SEC. Yeah, I, that's that's big time. And we talked about momentum and needing to get a little and, – and then you were quick to point out that you got a big-time transfer on Saturday, and I would kind of glossed over that. But just – Football, as much as much of momentum it can get after this three-game losing streak, you take it, Roush, and you get very excited about it. Yeah, very excited about it. Um, so we'll find out today, 2 or 2.30 p.m. Penn State is considered Kentucky's top competition, but Ohio State, Notre Dame, they also heavily recruited in. I think Maryland might be a finalist. So uh, Stanford was out there. A lot of really good schools 
uh, a good kid who uh, got a good head on his shoulders. So could be a big, significant commitment for the Cats this afternoon. That'd be huge. That'd be, that's that's one that the staff really, really, really wanted. And I don't know if folks are nervous about Goodwin decommitting or not. It seems like everybody's saying the right stuff for the most part, while still mentioning, you know, he is considering some other places. Uh, just the more talent you bring around him, don't, you, don't he'd want to be around that talent, you'd think. Mm-hmm. You think that that would that would be a benefit? So, uh, all right, I'll be looking around two two thirty. Make yep. sure I'm following along at Cats Illustrated. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Suck it, buddy. I'm kidding. On three, KentuckySportsRadio.com. One more. One two. One three. All right, let's get a couple more texts here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line. Fine job today, men. I will wave across the field Friday. That may have not been for us. Hmm. May have not been for us. Um, but you can still wave at us across the field, even though... I'll be across the court. Trevor was at uh, AEW last night sending me pictures of like him in the third row. The big guy got out of the house. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he looked... Uh... I tried to find him on TV, but he was on the camera side of the ring, so we couldn't we couldn't catch him. I was very disappointed. I really wanted the screen grab. That really wanted the screen grab. It yeah. been. Uh, not worth getting worked up over, but Bantero is a major recruiting miss. He's exactly what this team needs at the four spot. Would take us from a top tennis team to a top three team. And Bantero too, like that was a big time surprise and. M- uh, that certainly played a role in why John Calipari completely changed his coaching staff this offseason. Yeah, that was that. That's like big time talent. That's the one. Those are the freshmen that Cal more times than not. Well, I shouldn't say more times than not from a t- statistical standpoint, probably not. But in the early tenure of his career, he was getting the Benchero like talent. He's gotten that in the and he's gotten that in the last five years as well. Uh, just not as often as he was early on, but he is really, really good. Duke's going to have a really good season. It's going to suck. And then not only are they going to have a really, really good season, they're going to get the friendliest. They're going to get an even friendlier whistle than they normally do. Although according to my little stats I did, that one study I did, they don't get a Mm -hmm. friendly whistle on the road either, but neutral and home, it was, it was tops, baby. I, um, I watched, I, I saw a picture that Sean Smith tweeted out of the cameras just surrounding Coach K at one of his 17 retirement ceremonies at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> My God, it's just it's disgusting. <sighs> Texter says, Duke's really good at making it seem like they never miss on a recruit. Of course, they wanted guys like Sharp, Wallace, Livingston, etc. UK can sometimes get caught out in that regard. That's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, that is a very good point. Maybe luck has something to do with that to some degree, but you, but there's too large of a sample size for it not to have some merit to it. So great text into the show. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just catch wind. They're like, hey, this dude's not going to come here. Let's so they just back away and then they get all their on. media minions to be like, well, Duke, they're no longer interested in blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they don't even necessarily say that as much as just like they focused on the guys that they actually think they are getting. They, they And that's and part of that is actually Duke feeding some of their media actual real info. Like if a player doesn't want to go to Duke, that's real. 
So we're not recruiting him anymore. Instead, you guys should focus on these guys. These are the guys we are recruiting. And I've talked to some Duke folks that have some inside access to their staff. I, I think it may have been Capel, so I don't know if it still applies, but um, they, they supposedly were much more open, which there are some people on UK staff that will talk. It's better than it used to be, that's for sure. But that, that's, that's a good text. I like that. Jeff Capel, probably getting fired this year. Gosh, he has stunk. I, I thought it was a pretty good hire, to be honest with you, which I wonder if folks see that and they're like, all right, you know. Maybe, Maybe we Jeff don't Cable rush the higher team. Yeah. Where's he at? Pitt? Pitt, yeah. Pitt. They lost opening night to the Citadel, which is never what you want. My losing season, Pat Conroy. Texter says, Dukes are. Uh, we need our shooters to be ready and spotted up when O is getting offensive rebounds. There were a couple times he got the rebound and everyone was just kind of standing around. I can think yeah. of a couple times, Texter, that you're referring to. And I honestly, I think in some of those instances, they did not think he was going to be able to get that rebound. But with a team as, as Cal does need to let his shooters, I don't know, Roush, that's kind of tough. You want your shooters maybe to be ready for the offensive rebound, but on a team that's struggling to defend so far in this early season, you also kind of want them to get back, right? Yeah. And you kind of want them attacking too. So, like, it's, uh, I don't know if necessarily spotting up, but just having the, sense of awareness to be moving because the, the biggest thing is when so when you get an offensive rebound the defense has to completely reset and so they're kind of in scramble mode that's when the offense you just need to move you need to relocate because then you can either find yourself wide open spotting it for three or you dive to the rim and you get an easy two with oscar just dumping it off i i think just the standing around doesn't really do much for you um that that's where you and what, just and, be a little you know, active this game one, you're playing a top 10 team, maybe a top five team. I do think more, I, I wish more, a few more people crashed the boards than just Oscar. There's too many, there's too many times kind of, I guess, going with the, what the texter was saying, where people were kind of just standing around and not, not going in to help get a finger on the ball, tip it around, see what they could do. I, I, I don't know. Game one though, they'll get better. They'll learn. Let's go to our last break and come back and finish up this Thornton's text line. How about that? Let's do it. Beautiful. We will. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, you may feel like nothing now, but look on the bright side. You used to be something, and nobody can ever take that away from you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Virtual Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. It's going to rain soon. Gonna it's going to rain today, and if you were able to squeeze in around the last few days, first off, congrats to you. Yeah, uh, yesterday was, really was nice. a great day to golf. Yesterday was gorgeous. I could, I, I was outside as Perfect much weather. as possible yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking to myself like this may be the best day we have until could be March. You never yeah. know. Yeah. You never know. Could be a miserable winter. I'm sure we'll probably get one more nice day. Supposed to uh, the all, farmers' almanacs predicting a rough one. They always do. I'm the farmers all we're not get the hell out of here. You've been you've been replaced by technology farmers, unfortunately. But 
I I'm gonna wow, TJ Walker <laughs> tells farmers to suck it. And golf courses have been replaced by technology at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. You can play on one of their three state-of-the-art as top-of-the-line simulators as it gets. Tells you everything about your swing that you're going to want to know. There's no better place to improve your golf game than the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off Exit 4 in Southern Indiana on I-65. It's just, I always say, 10 to 20 minutes from most parts in Louisville. If you live closer to downtown, 10 minutes, a little further away, maybe you're closer to that 20 range. But it's an easy drive. It's right off the exit. And you're going to be impressed by this place, I promise you. And if you get one-on-one lessons with Bobby Cook, you can go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to sign up for that, by the way. You're going to become a better golfer. That's the Bobby Cook guarantee. He'll give you all the tools to succeed and take strokes off your game. bobbycookgolfacademy.com. Big KRC news. We don't often do this. We're going to have to play radio host tomorrow, believe it or not. Like, we're going to – I don't know, luck it. I don't know if he's just if he's broken up with us or not, but I would plan Sounds on like having ghost of this. Yeah, I would. Ha- I would plan on having him on. Maybe he'll ghost us again. Uh, he stopped by the tailgate and just didn't seem overly. You know, he stay- seemed a little standoffish. Uh, I think. I think he's. I think he's taken out his horrible record on us, and I don't think that's fair. But we plan on having him on. We obviously need to have the guest on for the home field picks contest. But we're gonna have Robert Morris, head coach. Andy Tool on the show tomorrow. Ooh. Pretty man. exciting. Guess. We've never had the privilege of having John Calipari on the show, but we will get Robert Morris as head coach. And we're going to be giving him the hard-hitting questions. Should we ask him what his nickname is? Got to find out if he's got a nickname. No, I, I think this is going to be kind of cool. One, we'll learn a little bit more about Robert Morris and Friday night's game. But secondly, coaching at Robert Morris, John Calipari being a Pittsburgh guy, I bet he's, I bet, I bet coach tools got some, some stories. I bet he's got some things to say about Calipari, including the the 2013 NIT win uh, back then he was the coach. So that's going to be a good time. We'll have that tomorrow. Ah, can't wait. Very excited. Very much looking forward to it. Um, maybe even more so than watching the Ravens and the Dolphins tonight because the Ravens should just clean the floor with them. Is that game at least maybe at Miami? Uh, I think so. I think so. Lamar could fumble. Oh, he loves to fumble. Well, yeah, it's at Miami. He loves a good late turnover. Loves it. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's, it's Lamar Day this Saturday at Louisville. Oh, have you been keeping up with the debacle? Oh, yeah. Are they still trying to do the blackout thing? They, no, they they like waved the white flag or the black flag, the, the white flag. They waved the white flag on it. Oh, good, good. That was a bad idea, everybody. I've never seen a unanimous reaction so quick. Like every, even the most butt slapping his butt slappers were like, gosh, this is a terrible idea. Never why, seen anything like it. Why was everybody so against it? Usually, U of L fans on a color out. It, it's like Christmas morning. They, they because can't it's wait uh, to do, and they do a pretty good job of it. To be honest, it's because it's one. It's a new game, a new yeah. game. If you're going to black out, you do it at night. Two, people want to wear their Lamar Jackson jerseys. Not everybody has a black Lamar Jackson. Like it's Lamar Day. Don't. It doesn't need to be blackout day too. You're just trying to do too much. Just make it Lamar Day. Yeah, that that's good. That's good rationale. You're right. You're, I don't care so much about the new. You you can do a, a day blackout. I think it looks cool. Uh, you don't want to do it maybe like 
in the the first game in late August or early September, it's not maybe the best idea. But I don't think it has to be a night game necessarily. But good point about the Lamar jerseys. And there's a bunch of like Lamar red T-shirts where it's just the number eight or it's like him uh, jumping over people and whatnot. So, yeah, good point. That was a dumb idea. And it's good of – Bad at U of L to even try it, but at least they fessed up and didn't didn't just have like a really embarrassing half ass effort. Yeah, because then that that looks even worse, you know, when you have the color out and nobody buys in. You're, I'm excited for like you know a lot of college football on Saturday. What they need to do is like a red slash pink out so that you can't see what the empty seats are because. Like, I know you've heard the Planet Fitness ads. Like, if you signed up before yesterday, you could get free tickets to the game. Like, they're they're trying what they can to get people to fill up that stadium. Don't know if it's going to work. I'm I'm not faulting them for giving away tickets, uh, but I do think they need to understand that's a that's a big picture issue. That yeah. that's that's not that's not sustainable, or it's not a good sign of where the health of your program is. Especially, um, I think part. like ninety yeah. percent of the fan base understands that, but there's still there's still this weird ten ten percent that doesn't kind of want to admit it, which is interesting. A texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says on football officiating, the traditional powers are going to get the benefit of the whistle, even if we're at home. It's been apparent versus Georgia, Tennessee, and even Florida. Yeah, this, this I don't know. I have no idea who this guy is, but this Ty Spalding guy will not not Ty the other guy, his brother or whatever, JSP Spalding. He'll tweet me every so often, and he seemed to be upset that I was upset at the bad officiating whistle in the Duke game. Yet Kentucky gets a good whistle at home. First off, yes, they do. I spent hours proving that. Secondly, I'm well aware of that. Secondly, that makes my point for me, that just officials are inconsistent and based on where they're calling the game or which coaches maybe are involved in the game, calls are, are different. That that should not be right. That should not yeah. be the way that it goes. That's my whole point. So thank you, you goober. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm, all, I'm not going to ever accept bad officiating. That'd be like, the equivalent of accepting just bad UK sports. Why would you do that? That's not the way it's supposed to be, so let's get it better. Hmm. I, I, will, I will cry about it anytime I see fit. <laughs> That's a funny way to put it, too. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, I get it. It's whiny, but, like, it's unacceptable. They, they, have, they are impacting games, grown men that have that – shouldn't be that are there just to make sure things are fair are doing the exact opposite and it's having impacts on the outcome of sporting events kentucky's been cost kentucky's been cost national championships in basketball because of an official that doesn't like john calipari like that is true yeah, yeah. like the, you, you get labeled like a nut for thinking so far outside the box but it's quite literally true and that uconn game in 2011 darius miller gets a foul call as he's being pushed out of bounds it's it's or well, I forget the exact circumstances. There's that gif though, and there's freaking Higgins just looking right at it and just makes the most head scratching weird call. So it needs to get better. And now there's this trend of UK football kind of getting hosed by big calls, which I'm not all right with. Mm. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't think that's a new trend either. 
necessarily. <laughs> Probably not. It just seems yeah. to be more happening more more consistently. Usually they weren't close enough for it to matter. So um, uh, one texter on the Thorns text on says, even Diener and the sheriff think we got screwed. Oh, old Deputy Doofus is on board with us? Hell yeah. Wow. And he, wow. he, he whines about... See, the stuff he whines about, though, and this is kind of... I get it. There's finger pointing. I, I whine about officials. I'll, I'll wear a, a one of those goober hats. What are they called? The dunce, dunce caps? Yeah, the little, like, pinhead deals. Yeah, I'll wear one of those, and it just says officiating complainer. But he complains about, like, helicopters and cheerleaders cheering too loud. Like, that, right, that right. stuff's a little weird. There's bad hey, calls they, in every game. They rushed the field at Clemson. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that was, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, good morning, fellas. I'm behind in listening to the Monday show currently, and y'all are totally right about the corners being nasty with Eccles and Bossman. Never forget when I got to take Michael Williams to his uh, unofficial visit in the spring practice right before COVID got bad. We watched the secondary go against the receivers, and the secondary were just bullying the receivers, and it was so chippy. Meanwhile, Bossman and Eccles were just chirping the whole time. It was amazing. Oh, I bet that was awesome. And I could totally picture it all, too. Like, reading that text, I felt like I was there because those wide receivers, yeah, not great. Not, not great. <laughs> so I bet that was just uh, not – and it's uh, as much as we respect him and we appreciate everything he did, you didn't also have a great quarterback to kind of put the, the defensive backs mm -hmm. in tough spots either. So – yeah, I bet they had their way with them. I bet that was fun to watch, too. <laughs> um, another texter asked this question. TJ, do you think Cal just rolls the balls out? Sharp isn't enrolling until conference play means he wouldn't be scaled up and ready to go until February at the earliest. I could see inserting him if we're having a season like last year, but Sharp wouldn't be an option if we're having a season like everyone's projecting. Too much risk for the team chemistry and for the kid. Yeah, no, not the, the team chemistry thing is the one that I don't buy because – that's dictated, but like you would have to be like Odell Beckham Jr. levels of dysfunction to be able to wreck an experienced veteran team. Like, because if he's going to quote unquote wreck team chemistry, then like they'll put him in his place. I, I don't, I don't get that one. Now, will it take him time to figure out the right balance of minutes and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. But also, it's basketball. Like, basketball. I feel like it's something That's you can pick up pretty quickly, you know? Like, I, I don't think that it's some sort of, you know, uh, like you can make quick transformations to basketball programs because of the nature of the sport. Yes, it would be bad if he came in and started jacking 25 shots, but I don't I don't think that would be the case. I'm not as, I'm not as apprehensive or as worried as some other folks are. Basketball is my favorite sport. I love the way they dribble up and down the court. Really? You remember Amazing. that? You remember that banger? Yeah, it was a great movie too. Like Mike, it, it was. Justin, what do you think about all this? You haven't talked nearly enough today. I apologize. What am I thinking about? <laughs> what we're talking about? Basketball. Shaden no, Sharp. No, Shaden Sharp. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, th I think he played the kid. I, I, to me, it doesn't make any sense why he would come in and sit. I mean, I, I'm coming with you, TJ. He's he's a heck of a talent. If he's going to be on campus, you might as well put him in the game. Right. I hate who, when I and, who, and who cares? The, the, I'm, and this is where I'm with Roush. I'm, I'm so against the whole team chemistry thing. Like, who cares? They're kids. Yeah. They're, it's going to take them a while to integrate themselves either way. But 
Yeah, that's who cares a, about chemistry? That's a that's a boogeyman argument, like fake chemistry. We, you have you have no idea if the chemistry would be impacted. What if it helps the chemistry? Because yeah, that's yeah. absolutely dominating. You, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know that the chemistry's right right now. Yeah, I agree. Or will be when he gets there. And also, it could be worse. Like he could. I think it would be much better chance of him wrecking team chemistry if he showed up, didn't play, and like pouted the whole time versus showing up and playing and kicking ass. And one more thing, we're just, I feel like we're just like dissecting and ripping apart this text. I, I, I respectfully disagree with your opinion, and we're all just telling you our reasons as to why we disagree with you, and it just happens to be uh, plentiful. But another aspect to it is he he's really, really good. <laughs> it's a great argument. Really, really good. And if this team's the team that we think it is in all seriousness – and it should be a pretty solid team. Again, they'll they'll lose some games, but I think I think you're looking at like a three seed, a three or four seed, is my opinion on how this season's going to go. And I think that's all right. That three or four seed, you hope for a good draw, and and you hope that you're clicking in March. And Calipari, more times than not, his teams are clicking in March. So that's always something to look forward to. And, and he's done it enough consistently where I think we can kind of hang our hat on it to some degree. Then you could ease him in. So it's not like if he's not ready to roll until February, that's going to be a bad thing necessarily. That's you should be all right in January as you ease him into the the lineup, to the college game, to the to the college speed, and then once he's ready to start dominating Roush, whether that's late January, mid January, late February, the beginning of March, you should you should be you should be gelled together. It's not like we're throwing him in the week of the tournament. No, uh, and. I'm trying to even think if there are cases like that. But like it, most times when these guys come in and they start playing the second semester, it's because they're good enough to. And this guy is better than all of them. Jarnell Stokes, remember when he couldn't stretch? Couldn't stretch. He was great. I wish I, he was going to go, supposedly he was going to go to Kentucky if he didn't enroll early. Uh, Kentucky didn't have a spot for him. Mm -hmm. and so he goes to, he was good. He, he was awesome. You know, he's a good player. Yep. Tennessee, they've gotten too many good players lately. Yeah. Did you know Vescovi's still playing for him? I'm not surprised by that. God, what a loser. And no I way, forgot no, about Brandon Huntley Hatfield. No way Folky is playing. I think he might be. No right? way. Yeah, because I think he used his COVID year and came back. My goodness gracious. That, that mother Folker. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that Tennessee fan's not going to be happy with you. You are sued, buddy. <laughs> Sued. Um, 24 years old, still playing in the SEC. Sued. Guys, I'm tired. I'm tired of being a great fan and not getting rewarded with that warm, fuzzy feeling, says one texture on the Thornton Heard text. that. I know it's a <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've, I've never felt the text like I felt that one. <laughs> oh, also, one thing I was thinking, Justin, when I asked what you thought and you went, on basketball? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want your synopsis of Like Mike. What do you think of the movie? It's a good one. Have you seen it? Like my oh yeah, I mean it was probably they twenty had, years ago, but they had it beacons. I didn't. <laughs> it was one of those flip little like paper things, so you oh, they, they yeah. just put the movie on that. I <laughs> I didn't actually love it as a kid. I actually oh, kind wow. of appreciated it more as I got older than I did when it actually came out. I don't know why. I really it? was a big fan of the uh, them playing DMX in the car. That was fun. Yeah. I, Good times.
Yeah. Oh, and he did the throw. He threw it off Jason Kidd's back and then went in bounds and scored. That was great. It was also just great, too, like the, the shots where they're like in the games. That was what made it really cool as a kid, you know? Always enjoyed the basketball shots more than like that. Just the other storyline, I didn't, I didn't care so much about. Uh, all right, the texture continues. I know it's a long season. I still think we have the dogs to make a Final Four run. But I took my dad to the Tennessee football game. We lost. I went all the way to New York City to watch us lose to Rat Coach K again. The last Champions Classic Gosh. I went to was in Indy when they beat us by thirty-four. I'm in the Big Apple until Friday, so I caught the Knicks game tonight again against the Bucks and all my Knicks cats came up short too. I'm just tired. I want to feel warm and fuzzy. What do I need to do? I'm giving the cats all I have. Uh, shave your head. Um, I, I don't. That's the only explanation. Man, you were at the Tennessee and the Duke game. God, that's just that's gut wrenching, man. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't know how. Gosh, brutal. Yeah, having to watch Tennessee and Duke fans celebrate in your face in a three-day span is most obnoxious fans in america cruel and unusual punishment buddy yeah we need you to feel warm and fuzzy again too here's what i'll tell you to do little not a well-known pizza joint in new york city called sabero you're gonna go there you're gonna get yourself a new york slice best pizza in the big city and how you not feel warm and fuzzy in the windy city you got to you're you're saying sabaros is the best pizza in new york yeah. Well, yeah, it's New York style pizza. It's the best in the big yeah, city. I, I just can't imagine that's true. That's totally true. Sabaros totally... is garbage. Excuse me? Yep, I said it. Sabaros <laughs> is garbage. Excuse me? Don't go to Sabaros, Texter. It's garbage. Best, pity in the windy ci- best pizza in the Windy City. <laughs> I've, I've said that for years. I went. I, we really did go to Sabaro, Sabaro, Sabaro. Back in 2011, Champions Classic, the inaugural Champions Classic, uh, we were in a rush and like we were like, let's we just want to grab. We did just want to grab a pizza slice, and the first place we saw was the Sabero, and we went there, and it was delicious. Best best pizza in New York City. Just screams college for me. Also, Justin, you just we just did an office bit on you. Yeah, for mm. like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no time. <laughs> Let me add that I also have tickets for New Mexico State and Louisville football games and Louisville basketball games. Should I sell oh, them? God. Am I the problem? Says this texture. No, those are all guaranteed wins. You're locked in, baby. Yeah. Woohoo. Hey, we'll be, I cannot wait for that U of L football game. Oh, man. 30,000 Kentucky fans. If we lose, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, we, may have it, to, we may have to get off radio for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You also, if that's when it's you not gonna need to sell your Louisville basketball ticket too, like guaranteed win, baby. Cats are going nine and three. Woo! Let's do it. It was funny when you made your predictions, and I was just like, "Well, they're not losing to Tennessee, but also a three-game losing streak in the middle of the season that would be really weird." Radio. It was. <laughs> yep. We were, we were at least I was right about that. Like that, it, it was like we were even talking. We were like, it'd be a hell of a start, and it'd be a lot of great wins. But what would the mood be at that point? Uh, not good, Bob. Not good. John no. here. Good morning to all, and happy Veterans Day. I believe Sharp will play this season. I think he could be the big time star we're missing for this team. Hey, TJ, I believe OBJ would be a darn good wide receiver and have less distractions with a good organization and coaching staff. Well, what do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, you Green said Bay's good organization, so it couldn't be the Green Bay Packers. Packers uh, have plenty of Aaron Rodgers 
has taught us the Green Bay organization does not care about its players. It does not like them. So, um, yeah, I, Packers be a bad fit. Cal Berkeley football team, 99.5% vaccinated, 44 breakthrough cases. Aaron Rodgers totally to blame. That being said, I don't want OBJ. If he gets, if he's on the minimum, then that that feels like a little bit of a steal. But the people forget the dude is just not even all that great at football. And look, yeah, the, he's the been Browns bad have their, in recent years. The Browns have their best offensive game once he's finally out of the organization. Come on, that that's not a total coincidence. And Bengals yeah. defense, for the most part, has been kind of good this year. A texter says, "I've been doing the guilt thing for a while with my wife." And my or and my wife finally caught on and told me to stop asking her if I could do things that I know she's going to say no to, so she doesn't have to say no and feel like the bad guy. <laughs> That's unacceptable, buddy. Yeah, dude. Just so the here's what the alternative is: you just do things without asking. I wasn't sure if you were going to say no or not, and you told me not to ask, so I just went ahead and did it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, that's tough, buddy. That is tough. TJ, mm -hmm. give him MKG credit. Yeah, he got beat, but he still blocked the layup. Amazing play to recover that one. If, if great point, and and he was, and that's that was my overall sentiment though that he was a superstar. But even he made a mistake, but he fixed it because he was a really really good player. That kept uh, that would have made the game a four point game with a minute to go. Roush, if Kansas scores right there, man, I don't think it, I don't think it would have mattered. But you know, it gets closer. You go down, you make two free throws, and maybe they don't even foul you. Then they come down and hit a three. It's one possession game. It, it that, that was a that was a huge play. That was huge that, play. That's, that's what that's what championship players do on championship teams. MKG, he was a champion. Uh, Texer says, "My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. The wisdom and power and love. My God is an awesome God. We the uh, the college game day God people have been invaded the text line." <laughs> There you go, Justin. You did it. I did it. <laughs> Which, by the way, Righteous Gemstone Season 2 trailer. It's going to be good. Oh, uh, yeah. Be. I'm excited about it. I need to get this grievance out. Brett Lame Scott is a loser and coward for not putting out the podcast this week. What's that mean? No idea. Oh, I'm starting to think Justin drops the stream once every other minute just to boost the podcast numbers. Two things. A, I have no power to drop the stream. I guess I technically do. B, could care less about the podcast numbers. How much less? Oh, wow, you, you care? should care. You how should much care. Tell, tell us how much less you could care. Uh, Probably not very much. Could not care less. Could not care less. Um, Is that by not what the I way, said? Couldn't care less? No, you said I could care less. So I asked, you, I asked you how much you could care less. And you said not much. <laughs> and here we are. Um, no, I, what I do on Big X or when I'm listening on the tune-in is I'll just refresh it. And more times than not, it works. If it doesn't work, then we're just trying to boost the podcast numbers. That's right. <laughs> My heavens, you really are a dingus. Have you ever watched The Office? He has not. Uh, okay. Negative. Not even oh. one episode. All right. Uh, Roush, you think the Ravens cruise tonight? Yeah, I think they're cruising for bruising. Wait. <laughs> no. They're cruising. Yeah. Well, Mar gets it done. He'll fumble know. it though, and that, that back door is going to be open. So that that's the only part that worries me. Always worried about an open back door. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We'll be back. Game day edition. 
Andy Tool, Robert Morris head coach, joins us tomorrow. We'll be doing the home field picks of the week contest again. That means you all need to call in. And right now it is wide open. Two points is the leader. There's only a max of four for what it's worth, but two, you can beat that. You can yeah. certainly beat that. So we'll look forward to talking to one of you all live on the show tomorrow. Robert Morris head coach, Andy Tool as well. Maybe Adam Luckett. Who the hell knows what's going on there. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Again, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, those that have served. Have a good day. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.